Welcome to The Doctrinal Component with Tom Nettles, brought to you by Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries is a reformed teaching organization committed to the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of local churches. For more teaching material by Dr. Nettles, please visit founders.org. Hello, this is Tom Nettles with another edition of The Doctrinal Component. We are talking about the value of a confession, and we're talking about that in light of the passage in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, where Paul sets forth a six-article confession of faith that he calls the mystery of godliness. It is a confession of faith that was used in the early church that contained many of the doctrinal ideas all the way from incarnation uh, to the ascension of Christ. And so we're, we're thinking about this issue of a confession. How, how do confessions help us consolidate doctrine and remind ourselves of the importance of specific doctrines to make sure that we maintain balance in our own life? And so another a value of a confession of faith is that a confession of faith gives a foundation of witness to the world. Particularly is this true of a church. If a church has a confession of faith, uh, and it regularly publishes its confession of faith on its website or in some other way. Uh, it lets people know what the church believes, what it stands for. It lets them know what they will, to some degree, what they will hear when they come to church. It lets them know the particular doctrinal framework within which the pastor interprets Scripture. Uh, so this confession of faith is something of a matter of public observation that provides a witness to those outside the church as to what is preached there. They will see a summary of the message of truth, uh, and this truth will be promoted uh, by the very witness of the confession itself. Uh, it will also uh, give a testimony to what the, uh, what the teaching ministry of the church is like, both in its Bible study uh, hour, whether it's called Sunday school or, or life class or Bible study hour. Uh, it will serve as a guide to how the teachers will teach. Uh, of course, confession of faith is not something that just stands out each week as far as, as highlighting the specific doctrines just moving through the confession, but those doctrines will appear regularly as we find within the text of Scripture uh, the foundation for the way in which we synthesize these doctrines. So we, we find that a confession gives a foundation of witness to the world. Another value of a confession of faith is they clarify issues involved in the separation of Christians into various denominations. A person may know that your church is like is a Presbyterian church or a Lutheran church or a, or a Baptist church. Uh, uh, there may be a, a Bible church, uh, but a confession of faith is something that clarifies these issues. A confession of faith will let us know the points at which we are in agreement with all other Christian groups and the points at which we're in agreement with all other evangelical groups and the specific points at which we differ from these groups. For example, if our confession of faith has very clear affirmations of the doctrines of the, of the Trinity and the doctrine of the person of Christ is God and man in one person. If it uh, has a robust doctrine of sin and the need for redemption in Christ, then uh, they will know that we agree with virtually all other Christians, Catholic Christians, Orthodox Christians, Lutheran Christians, uh, all agree on these basic foundational elements of theology. 
Uh, so if you have a, a person who believes the Council of Trent and they're reading the, the Confession of Faith produced at the Council of Trent, and then a person who is a Lutheran and they're using the Augsburg Confession of Faith, or a person in the more <clears throat> Reformed uh, tradition, and they see their theology coming from the Westminster Confession or the, uh, the Belgic Confession of Faith, then they will find points at which they agree, but then they will, point, they will find specific points of doctrine where they, they disagree on the just, doctrine of justification uh, by faith and perhaps the doctrine of sola scriptura. Or if you have a, a person who has an Episcopal confession of faith and they talk about bishops and talk about the hi- hierarchy in a certain way and a person who has a more congregational confession of faith, you can locate the particular places both in which they agree and in which they disagree, and you'll find the proof text to give the reasons as to why they believe their confession of faith is a more accurate presentation of what the Bible actually says. And then you may have differences between Calvinism and Arminianism. They will look at these confessions of faith, and they'll see that both of the groups believe in the doctrine of sin, that people are are fallen in need of redemption, uh, but in the Calvinist confession, they will see a developing a doctrine of complete uh, inability, spiritual inability to save ourselves or even to respond positively to the holy doctrines of the gospel because of our perversity of heart, whereas Arminians will have a, a more positive view of the ability of people to respond and will have a, a, a sense of the, of the will of the human being that is not as corrupt is corrupted by sin so that it can respond to some degree or, or perhaps ideas of universal grace as opposed to particular grace, uh, predestination uh, on the one hand and as opposed to mere uh, foreknowledge on the other. And the differences between Calvinist groups and Arminian groups will be set forth by a confession of faith. And it will allow the person who's interested in these things to study them and perhaps grow in their own theological knowledge. And then other confessions of faith, there will be people who agree on virtually all the doctrines except perhaps uh, the doctrine of of baptism. There'll be some who maintain infant baptism uh, based on their understanding of the covenant relationship that was begun with circumcision under uh, with Abraham, where all infants were circumcised, and they would see baptism as replacing circumcision. So the infants of believers should be baptized, they would argue, and their confession of faith would explain why that is so. And Those who believe in what is called believer's baptism, or some say credo-baptism, would explain why they think that only believers should be baptized. And they would look at the New Testament witness and find that there only believers were baptized, uh, and that the command is to baptize those uh, who believe and who have been made disciples. So a confession of faith clarifies issues involved in separation of Christians into various denominations. Well, thank you for joining me today for this edition of the Doctrinal Component, and I will look forward to our discussion of other values of a confession of faith next time before we begin to move into our understanding of 1 Timothy 3, verse 16.